O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, November 25th. The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world we now live in, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart, because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. We must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days, So guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayashev, and it means, And he settled. Genesis 39, 1-6 When Joseph was taken down to Egypt, a certain Egyptian, Potiphar, a courtier of Pharaoh and his chief steward, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him there. Hashem was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he stayed in the house of his Egyptian master. And when his master saw that Hashem was with him, and that Hashem lent success to everything he undertook, he took a liking to Joseph. He made him his personal attendant and put him in charge of his household, placing in his hands all that he owned. And from the time that the Egyptian put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, Hashem blessed his house for Joseph's sake, so that the blessing of Hashem was upon everything that he owned, in the house and outside. He left all that he had in Joseph's hands and with him there, He paid attention to nothing save the food that he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. 
Daniel 1, 1 to 2, 23. In the third year of the reign of King Jehoiakim of Yehuda, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. Hashem delivered King Jehoiakim of Yehuda into his power, together with some of the vessels of the house of Hashem, and he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. He deposited the vessels in the treasury of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief officer, to bring some Israelites of royal descent and of the nobility, used without blemish, handsome, proficient in all wisdom, knowledgeable and intelligent, and capable of serving in the royal palace, and teach them the writings and the language of the Chaldeans. The king allotted daily rations to them from the king's food and from the wine he drank. They were to be educated for three years, at the end of which they were to enter the king's service. Among them were the Judahites, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Arzaiah. The chief officer gave them new names. He named Daniel Belteshazzar, Hananiah Shadrach, and Mishael Meshach, and Azariah Abednego. Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the king's food or the wine he drank, so he sought permission of the chief officer not to defile himself. And Hashem deposed the chief officer to be kind and compassionate toward Daniel. The chief officer said to Daniel, I fear that my lord the king, who allotted food and drink to you, will notice that you look out of sorts, unlike the other youths of your age, and you will put my life in jeopardy with the king. Daniel replied to the guard whom the chief officer had put in charge of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Arzariah, Please test your servants for ten days, giving us legumes to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the youths who eat of the king's food, and do with your servants as you see fit. He agreed to this plan of theirs and tested them for ten days. When the ten days were over, they looked better and healthier than all the youths who were eating the king's food. So the guard kept on removing their food and the wine they were supposed to drink and gave them legumes. Hashem made all four of these young men intelligent and proficient in all writings and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding of visions and dreams of all kinds. When the time came, the king had set for their presentation, the chief officer presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king spoke with them, and of them all none was equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Arzariah. So these entered the king's service. Whenever the king put a question to them requiring wisdom and understanding, he found them to be ten times better than all the magicians and exorcists throughout his realm. Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. His spirit was agitated, yet he was overcome by sleep. The king ordered the magicians, exorcists, sorcerers, and Chaldeans to be summoned in order to tell the king what he had dreamed. They came and stood before the king, and the king said to them, I have had a dream, and I am full of anxiety to know what I have dreamed. 
The Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Relate the dream to your servants, and we will tell its meaning. The king said in reply to the Chaldeans, I hereby decree, if you will not make the dream and its meaning known to me, you shall be torn limb from limb and your houses confiscated. But if you tell the dream and its meaning, you shall receive from me gifts, presents, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its meaning. Once again they answered, Let the king relate the dream to his servants, and we will tell its meaning. The king said in reply, It is clear to me that you are playing for time, since you see that I have decreed, that if you do not make the dream known to me, there is but one verdict for you. You have conspired to tell me something false and fraudulent until circumstances change. So relate the dream to me, and I will then know that you can tell its meaning. The Chaldeans said and replied to the king, There is no one on earth who can satisfy the king's demand. For great king or ruler, none has ever asked such a thing of any magician, exorcist, or Chaldean. The thing asked by the king is difficult. There is no one who can tell it to the king except the gods, whose abode is not among mortals. Whereupon the king flew into a violent rage and gave an order to do away with all the wise men of Babylon. The decree condemning the wise men to death was issued. Daniel and his companions were about to be put to death when Daniel remonstrated with Arioch, the captain of the royal guard, who had set out to put the wise men of Babylon to death. He spoke up and said to Arioch, the royal officer, Why is the decree of the king so urgent? Thereupon Arioch informed Daniel of the matter. So Daniel went to ask the king for time, that he might tell the meaning to the king. Then Daniel went to his house and informed his companions, Hananiah, Mishael, and Arzariah, of the matter, that they might implore the God of heaven for help regarding this mystery, so that Daniel and his colleagues would not be put to death together with the other wise men of Babylon. The mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. And then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel spoke up and said, Let the name of Hashem be blessed for ever and ever, for wisdom and power are His. He changes times and seasons, removes kings and installs kings. He gives the wise their wisdom and knowledge to those who know. He reveals deep and hidden things, knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with Him. I acknowledge and praise you, O God of my fathers, you who have given me wisdom and power, for now you have let me know what we asked of you. You have let us know what concerns the king. 1 Peter 3, 8-4-6 Finally, be of all one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrariwise blessing knowing that you are thereunto called, that you should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. 
And who is he that will harm you, if you be followers of that which is good? But if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are you, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you, as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good behavior in Yeshua. For it is better, if the will of God be so, that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Yeshua also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism does also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Yeshua who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. For as much then as Yeshua has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you, who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. Psalm 119, 65-80 You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your Torah. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. The Torah of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding, that I may learn your commandments. They that fear you will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in your Torah. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right, and that you in faithfulness afflicted me. Let, I pray, your merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to your word to your servant. 
Let your tender mercies come to me that I may live, for your Torah is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate in your precepts. Let those that fear you turn to me, and those that have known your testimonies. Let my heart be sound in your statutes, that I be not ashamed. Proverbs 28.14 Happy is the man that fears always, but he that hardens his heart shall fall into mischief. I'd like to speak to you today from the book of Daniel, and we began this book uh, in chapter 1 and chapter 2, and I'd like to share with you the introductory remarks from the Israel Bible, the commentary, the introduction to this book. The book of Daniel is the story of the people of Israel in exile longing to return to the land of Israel. Much of the book is written in Aramaic, the language that was spoken in Babylon during the 70 years of exile, following the destruction of the first temple. The book opens with the exile of Daniel and his contemporaries from the Holy Land to Babylon. There, he and his contemporaries are chosen to serve in Nebuchadnezzar's court. When Daniel succeeds at interpreting the king's dream, he is promoted to a high position. Daniel serves on the royal court throughout the reign of Nebuchadnezzar until the downfall of Babylon in the days of Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, and he retains a position of power even when Darius of Mede ascends the throne. Daniel is an extremely righteous and talented leader. When Darius's officials tried to incriminate him, they could find neither fault nor corruption. And as much as he was trustworthy and no negligence or corruption was to be found in him. Throughout the second half of the book, Daniel mourns the destruction of the temple and all the exiles that the Jews are to experience and grieves over all the suffering they bring with them. The book of Daniel tells of the dangers, both physical and spiritual, encountered in the exile in foreign lands. Throughout the book, various attempts are made to sever the Jews' connection with their God and their land. Hananiah, Mishael, and Arzariah are thrown into a furnace where they refuse to worship Nebuchadnezzar's idol. Daniel is thrown into a lion's den when he continues to pray to Hashem in violation of the king's decree. These righteous leaders are saved miraculously each time, showing the Jews that God has not abandoned them. This reassures the Jewish people that they are still connected to Hashem despite the exile and that they will one day return to Eretz Israel as he promised. Now I'm going to stop there and, and just comment on it because the book of Daniel is very relevant for us today. The message of Daniel and the lessons learned from Daniel really apply to us. Because we are part of Israel. We're grafted in by faith. We are the ten tribes of the northern kingdom. And we are living in exile right now. We're outside of the land of Israel. And many of the trials and tests, persecutions and sufferings that so many are going through right now are similar to what Daniel went through. They may be different in type and kind, but the principle remains the same that there is this driving force in the world 
of Daniel's time and in the world of our time to try to sever us from our connection to the God of Israel, to sever our connection to Yeshua. And um, there was the test of will he bow to an idol? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow to the idol of the image of Nebuchadnezzar. Similarly, today, there is a big test. Are we going to bow to the idol of putting our trust in a vaccine, or actually an experimental use gene therapy drug with mRNA in it that changes your DNA? It's not a vaccine. That's the big lie. It's actually a bioweapon. Are we going to bow to that in fear of losing our job? Are we going to bow to the mask mandates, thinking that somehow the mask will protect us? Do we put our trust in a jab? Do we put our trust in a job? Or do we put our trust in God, the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in Yeshua? And so, just as in Daniel's time, he paid a huge consequence. When the law, the edicts came down, you're not allowed to pray except to um, to Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel continued to pray to the God of Israel. Well, then they threw him in the lion's den. And so we see evil, corrupt mandates going on now that violate basic civil law and basic civil liberty, violate the Constitution. And... You know, are we going to bend and bow and compromise and take this jab, even though we don't really want to, just so we can preserve and protect our job? Or are we going to make our stand? Daniel made his stand, and he did not bend, he did not bow, he did not compromise, and neither did his companions. And so there's many lessons that we can glean from this book. We are living in a type of Babylon today. We are outside of the land of Israel, and tyranny is ascending. The beast system is ascending. It is being constructed and rolled out and deployed before our very eyes. And so, in all of that, I just want to encourage you. There's a lot of bad news out there, and and you can tune in and, and Go to the uh, websites and listen to the different uh, videos on Rumble and BitChute to stay abreast of what's happening. But be careful. Spend time with Yeshua. Take a break from it. Close the door. Go into your prayer closet. Put on some worship music and spend time with Him and allow Him, by the Holy Spirit, to minister to you, to bless you, to encourage you, to love on you and to build you up, because that's our greatest defense, is to walk in the love of Yeshua. So take a mikvah, take a bath, a spiritual shower, every day, in the Word, and in worship, and and walk close to Yeshua, your Messiah, your King, your soon-coming Bridegroom. Have a blessed day.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.